Welcome, I'm Tony Caggiano. I'm the Chief Medical Officer and Head of R&D at Cognition Therapeutics. And today we're hosting our next in a series of conversations hosted by Cognition Therapeutics with key opinion leaders and experts in the field of development in neurology, particularly focused on Alzheimer's disease, dementia, Lewy body, and related disorders. Today, we have the privilege of talking with Drs. Anton Thorstensen and Dr. Christopher Van Dyke. Thanks, Tony. Uh, my name is Dr. Anton Thorstensen, and I'm uh, the William B. and Sheila Koner Professor of uh, Psychiatry, Neurology, Neuroscience, and Medicine at the uh, University of Rochester School of Medicine. And uh, basically, uh, my career is focused on the care and study of people with Alzheimer's disease and related dementias. Great. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Dr. Van Dyke? Yes, thank you, Tony. I, I'm Chris Van Dyke. I am professor of psychiatry, neurology, and neuroscience at Yale School of Medicine. I also direct the Alzheimer's Disease Research Unit. And I work uh, primarily in clinical research in the therapeutics and neuroimaging of Alzheimer's disease. Great, thank you. And thank you as well for joining us. So Cognition Therapeutics has had the pleasure of working with both uh, Dr. Thorstensten and Van Dyke in, in the past. Uh, Dr. Thorstensten is part of our steering committee for our START trial, which is a trial of CT1812 in early Alzheimer's disease. And Dr. Van Dyke, uh, was an investigator or the, the investigator in a neuroimaging study we conducted with CT1812 and will be uh, our lead investigator uh, in our START trial, uh, which will be starting soon. So Chris, we'd like to start with you. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we all had the pleasure of watching you present data from the Lacanumab trial. Um, so we'd love to hear, obviously we don't need to go through all of the details again, we'd love to hear what you think the highlights of that data are and, and the implications. Yeah, well, well thank you, Tony. I, th I think the highlight is really that for the first time in, in our field, in you know, Alzheimer's therapeutics, we have a therapy which has unequivocally demonstrated a slowing of progression uh, in people with, with early Alzheimer's disease. So, uh, and that was to the tune of, on the primary outcome, a 27% slowing of decline, and then in several uh, other measures of cognition and function, um, you know, similar rates of decline in the order of about 25 to 35%. So Anton, obviously you were there as well to see, see Chris present and, um, and additionally we saw a presentation with, with Gantanarumab. Is there anything you took there beyond um, the highlights we, we've just talked about which, which excite you about the state of development here in Alzheimer's disease? I want to highlight what Chris said. This is the first time that we have undisputable data that uh, we uh, have uh, uh, an incredibly large study with robust uh, uh, statistical significance behind it. Chris and I will share probably our disappointment that the uh, gantanarumab data failed to show uh, a separation between the drug and placebo. And it seems to be that uh, there was some maybe flaw in the modeling um, uh, here we were using a subcutaneous um, uh, drug delivery and uh, the uh, reduction in uh, beta amyloid plaque burden certainly wasn't what we expected it to be. And uh, the um, uh, clinical outcomes were uh, softer. Sure. So, so Chris, maybe you can expand a little bit upon those thoughts around um, removal of amyloid plaque and, um, you know, in your mind, does, does this study and, and these data now clearly demonstrate you know, the utility of um, 
going after amyloid as a target in Alzheimer's disease? In terms of going after amyloid, I mean, some thoughts about that. Um, well, one thing, you know, of course, is that there, there's some people who look at these data and say, aha, you know, we've proven the amyloid hypothesis, right? I mean, the, the, the people who are most associated with the amyloid hypothesis will look at these data and say, yes, they proved that we were right. I have a, you know, I have a, I have a broader view uh, of that. I, you know, I, I think uh, Alzheimer's is a complex disease. I don't think I'm alone in that. I think it's multi, multifactorial, and I think there are multiple potential therapeutic targets a along the way. Amyloid is just one of them. I think the trial demonstrates that amyloid is not irrelevant for, for Alzheimer's disease, if anybody thought that. And, and one of the things I think we'll probably talk about is even among amyloid targets, you know, these are amyloid-lowering therapies we've been talking about, but there are other ways um, to go after amyloid, such as blocking, you know, its effects, you know, uh, in, other, in other ways. And, and Chris, can I, can I ask you, um, so uh, lecanemab is actually a, a unique antibody. It uh, has maybe a, a, a different binding profile than some of the others. What, what do you think? Is this kind of broader binding profile and the uh, more uh, reach and higher affinity for oligomers and uh, protofibrils? Do you think that that matters? So Anton, yeah, no, it's a great question. I, th I think it probably does matter. And, and, and let me just say, uh, kind of as an overarching thing, I, I'm kind of uncomfortable with some of the talk, you know, that we hear now about, you know, it's, it's about we, if we lower amyloid, you know, we, we achieve benefit as though amyloid is all one thing, right? Uh, of course, you know, I think we know it's not. There are, you know, different um, confirmations of amyloid, just as you're alluding to. And when we do the PET scans, all we're looking at, right, is this fibrillar amyloid, you know, in, in plaques. So it's not clear that, uh, at least in my view, that it's um, necessary or sufficient to clear plaques from the brain uh, to have benefit. Um, you know, that could be a surrogate for clearing other aggregated species, right? Like if you you may be clearing plaques, but also clearing oligomers and protofibrils, you know, that you mentioned. And it's the, it's the latter that, that's really more important. So speaking of those other toxic amyloid species, such, such as oligomers, you know, Chris, maybe you can mention um, kind of things that you see as promising avenues for, um, for addressing those uh, species as well as the larger plaque, which we so effectively move, remove with antibodies. Right. So, so exactly. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, I was, I was, um, you know, sort of touching on that with a, with an eye, with an eye to expanding a little bit, sure. but, but right. Even among anti-amyloid therapies, right. Um, a multi-pronged approach, you know, so clearing amyloid, um, clearing at least initially, you know, oligomers, protofibrils, um, you know, may, may be beneficial, but, um, we also have the possibility of, um, you know, uh, interfering with the toxicity of those oligomers that are there. And, and that, that is where, you know, a therapeutic like, um, you know, CT1812 uh, comes in, you know, so, so CT1812 and, and, you know, we'll all be, um, you know, um, engaged in this uh, trial that you alert, alluded to before the START trial, you know, with the ACTC. Um, this is a therapeutic that, um, 
you know, uh, uh, you know, binds uh, the sigma two receptor, and um, in so doing, interferes with oligomer binding to you know putative oligomer receptors on the surface of neurons, and thus uh, potentially blocking toxicity. So um, that potentially, you know, could be additive or even synergistic with a therapeutic that's, that's also clearing oligomers. And, you know, so, so that's an example of where I think there's still potentially more to gain even in the anti-amyloid realm, you know, with a kind of a complementary therapy to one like lecanemab. So, so Anton, speaking of, of those trials, what, what are your thoughts on uh, you know, combination therapies, both in, in research trials as well as one day, hopefully, uh, you know, in an approved uh, setting where we're treating patients. Yeah, Tony, I, I think there is no question that uh, there's unlikely to be a singular solution to Alzheimer's disease, even if we move to the preclinical stage. Um, you know, Alzheimer's disease, there are amyloid uh, issues, so amyloid dysregulation, and uh, the uh, oligomers, and the protofibrils, and the plaques. There is uh, tau, particularly p-tau. There's neuroinflammation. There's oxidative stress. Uh, all of this creates a, a, an incredible strain on uh, the, uh, the brain cells and uh, uh, leads to accelerated death. There's probably more than one way to uh, approach each one. So we've talked about amyloid. Well, there is uh, the uh, uh, plaque-busting antibodies that uh, target the N-terminus. There are some uh, antibodies that uh, uh, target uh, more soluble uh, amyloid. There is uh, CT1812 that uh, uh, prevents the synaptic damage. There are others uh, uh, like ALSA801 that uh, decreases uh, the uh, fibrillation of uh, amyloid. There are active vaccines against amyloid. And that's just the amyloid space. But we can't be happy with uh, where we're at. We, we, we have to basically uh, carve a path forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously, we're excited about trying to demonstrate the utility of CT1812 on its own, but now even more excited about the potential, like you mentioned earlier, of possibly synergistic effects of removing amyloid and then with, with our drug uh, attempting to block the toxic effects of remaining oligomers. Um, so hopefully, in the next few years will tell and uh, we'll have some positive data coming out. And, and Tony, you know, let, let, let me though add one thing, uh, and that is that Lacanumab and similar medications are not for everyone. We have to select patients. Uh, they can't have certain conditions. They can't be on certain medications. Um, uh, these treatments are cumbersome. So not everyone is going to even want to be on uh, this kind of treatment. So we have to be able to offer uh, two options. You know, there are some people that will be on um, uh, a combination treatment. Uh, there are others that uh, will not be uh, interested or not able to be on um, uh, some of the uh, new medications. So number one, we have to find other options uh, that may be as effective or more effective or have a, a different uh, safety and tolerability profile. Um, and we also have to be able to, um, um, you know, add. Uh, here we have, like uh, Chris said previously, uh, you know, 22 to almost 40% uh, slowing of decline compared to placebo. 
But in, in both situations, uh, patients are declining. So, um, you know, we hope uh, with combination treatments that we can do better than this. Right. Yeah, those, those are very, very important points. Um, well, well said, Anton. <laughs> Yeah, so, so we've obviously spoken a lot about lecanemab and CT1812, but both of you have a very unique perspective being researchers in the field of Alzheimer's, and you see a lot of things that are in development now. Um, using your, your crystal ball, what do you see in the next five and 10 years, and, and how will we be able to bring you know, approved drugs towards individuals, and, and what will that treatment regimen look like? If we try to predict, we're going to be wrong, they're going to be you know, uh, mechanisms that, that'll appear um, that we hadn't even considered, and we have to figure out, you know, then how to integrate them, you know, in, in, in studies. I, I mean, I think so, some of the things uh, beyond what we've talked about, um, you know, amyloid, tau, uh, there, there, there are the studies, well, Anton has alluded to some of the other mechanisms, but things, for example, you know, uh, particularly promising area, you know, is, is energetics, um, metabolics, uh, insulin resistance. You know, I, I think therapies like that are, are um, you know, definitely going to, uh, you know, continue to emerge and be tested, and, and they and they and they can be uh, combined very well with, um, you know, for example, anti-amyloid therapies if those become, uh, to some extent, standard of care. Just being in the space uh, right now. Um, is uh, definitely more exciting than at any other point in my uh, career. That's uh, absolute. Wonderful. Well, we really want to thank both of you for taking the time to have this discussion with us. Um, we want to wish you a happy holidays, and we look forward to working with you on the START trial here over the next uh, several years with CT1812. So thanks again, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you right. Thanks, Tony, and thanks to Bye -bye. the team as well. Thanks for listening to Conversations, a podcast series by Cognition Therapeutics, where we discuss Alzheimer's disease, dementia of the Lewy body, and other age-related neurodegenerative conditions. Our goal is to bring this important topic to patients, caregivers, doctors, and others interested in conditions of aging, because these issues affect us all. You can watch video recordings of this podcast series at our website, cogrx.com, under the Conversations tab.